Everyone has a story. Look at your neighbors. I've, I've got a story. You know, you grew up, you probably told a lot of stories. But your life is a story. I think, I think that's important to know. Even the Bible talks about God has written the days of our life. He's written them out in a book. And uh, so as we enter into 2023, this only happens like every seven years that we have New Year's Day on a Sunday. So as we enter into this new year, I mean, what better day to start off with than being in the house of the Lord? And I'm really thankful for as many people showed up. We, I had a few calls that said, are we having church on Sunday? I said, yeah, we're having, we better put a video out because not everybody's sure because we had Christmas Eve service. We didn't have a Christmas Day service. So I am so glad you chose to be here, even though you might have stayed up till 1 o'clock or 2.30. And uh, I'm just glad you're here. But again, if you do fall asleep, we have people watching. <laughs> and they will nudge. Uh, I don't have anything to throw up here, so I'm... I might hit the wrong person anyway, so. You know, uh, I've shared this on Christmas Eve, and I want to kind of, if you weren't here, uh, some lot, many of you are out of town, I'm sure, but on Christmas Eve, uh, for my birthday, my daughter gave me this, this program called Story Worth, uh, and so it was a, you know, they, I get an email every Monday, and it's, she picked out 52 questions. That's a lot of questions to pick out. She picked out 52 questions from me, and so every Monday... I try to do it every Monday, but I'm not always successful. But I'm, I'm keeping up. Uh, I get a question, and it, one of the, some of the questions are like, what were your grandparents like? Uh, what were your parents like when you were a child? What was your mom or your dad like? Uh, what, was your, what was your favorite Bible story? And that, that sort of question. So I started recounting my past, and Mary Lou said, I mean, you've got a pretty good memory. I didn't think I had that good a memory, but it's amazing if you start asking yourself those questions uh, all the memories that will come back. And and I was writing one about my dad, and I started to read it to my wife, and I started crying. And uh, because, you know, I had a picture of him in my mind and how how we can miss somebody. And he's been gone a long time, you know. And and so I started writing these stories, and I thought, you know, these stories, after 52 weeks, they'll they'll put them in a binder. They'll put them, actually, they'll, they'll print these out in a nice book, and I can give it to my family. So they'll have a history of my, my childhood, I guess. Uh, but it's, it's about your, your story and what you've been through. See, everything that you've done up until now is, has been your story. Um, you've been writing it, your childhood. Go back and check on your childhood. Uh, every choice that you've made brought you here this Sunday morning. Think about that. Every choice, every, everything culminates in it's today. This is where you're at. Say, I'm here. here. Look at your neighbor say, I'm here. And say, are you? <laughs> but everybody in here has a past, right? I don't care if you're three years old, you got a past. But you've got a past. And so the thing is, a lot of us, uh, we, we don't get out of our past. And God says, but you know, uh, that's your past. So everybody in here today, I want you to recognize that up until last night at midnight or whenever you went to sleep, that's your past. You can't go back and change one thing about it. I, I used to like, when I was a kid, I liked shows about time machines. You ever like those shows? Uh, just kind of thing. Because you know what? But it would get your imagination to go in. Happy birthday, Aretha. It's your birthday today, right? She's 42 years old. Amen. I don't, I'm just, I'm just guessing. Does that give favor with you? Amen, amen. But I, I like those, sh- those movies or those shows because... 
you, it, would, it would get your imagination to, to turn in like, I wonder what happened if so-and-so didn't had, hadn't, what if Kennedy hadn't been assassinated? Because I was intrigued by the assassination of John F. Kennedy, and I still am, because I'm still not sure who did it, you know? I'm not, and maybe you are, but I'm not. Uh, but I, I just think one thing in history can change the, the course of history. But see, one thing in your life can change your destiny. The day that you gave your life to Jesus Christ, it was a like a collision. I call it a collision of grace. You, you collided with grace the day that you met Jesus Christ, and your destiny was forever changed. Say forever. forever. Do, you, do you realize that? Yes. You went from going, you were headed to hell. I don't know if people don't like to talk about hell. Hell's a real place. Or the Bible's just full of, uh, of myths, you know, it's just myths. But the Bible talks about hell as a real place, and it does, it, it's not going to be a pleasant place. And, but if, uh, before you met Christ, your journey, your, your, your destiny was hell, and because you met Christ and you had a collision with grace, your destiny, you turned, and now you're headed to heaven. Amen? Amen? I mean, that's a, great, that's a great change of direction in your life. So we're going to talk about your story. So these things that we passed out, I want you to take it to heart because your story can impact somebody else. The testimonies are important. They overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony. But not only can you overcome the enemy, you can also snatch some other people out of that destiny of hell and bring them into a destiny of heaven because your testimony shares what God has done in your life and can do for somebody else. What he's done for one, he can do for another. He, God is no, uh, he, he doesn't discriminate. God's not a racist. He said, I'm here for everybody. He said he died once for all. Say all. all. So we got, we've, got this, we've got this incredible God that want, he's writing our story, but we've got a partner with the story. We've got our partner with the author and the finisher, the completer of our faith. See, see 2022 might not have turned out the way you wanted it to. You might, have, you might have had some failures in 2022. You might have had some heartache in 2022. You might have had some loss in 2022. You may have, some, have had some victories. I hope that you've had some victories. You've had some successes. But all through 2022, you can go back and look at it. You can either build on it and say, man, uh, I'm, I'm going to build on what, what happened last year. Or you can look for 2023 and say, this is a new year, new beginnings, new mercies today. Amen. You know, the Bible is, is really a, a collection of stories of people's lives. How many of you just like to read the Bible as a storybook? Because you can do that. And it's all true. It's not fiction. It's all true. But if you get the Bible, you just start reading about the stories of people's lives. And in the book, in the Bible, you will see stories about people that were successful. Right? Go, ahead, go, read, go read Hebrews chapter 11. You'll, you'll, see, you'll read the success stories, but you'll also read those stories of people that didn't, didn't make it. Judas Iscariot comes to mind. I mean, his ending was not a good ending, right? So the Bible is full of stories about people's lives, and it's about their, their encounters with God in life. You're, you see, the Bible, if, if the Bible was still being written, we would be in the book of Acts. You understand that? The book of Acts is the beginning of the New Testament church. And so after the last chapter of Acts, if, if the Bible was still being written, we would, st- we would be in it. And so I want, I want you to think about your story. Up until now, what does your story look like? You know, I preach, I preach funerals off all the time. Well, not all the time, but enough of them. And when I preach a funeral, you know what I try to find out about the person? Their story. 
I try to find out about when they were born, when they accepted Christ, when they were baptized or whatever, and, and their life story, how their story, how it fleshed out and, and until they came to, met their, to, meet their mate, to, to meet their maker. I always try to find out some things about them. Who did, I just did a funeral for, for uh, Betsy Huerta, and, and, and I got to learn. I didn't really even know her, but I, I found out that she loved Jesus and she loved children. She served God and she served him faithfully. So I got to share her story. I got to share. See, her story is also her legacy. Your story is your legacy. So if, if we're going to look at our story, you know, I, I looked, I Googled it. You know how much I like to Google things. What makes for a great story? That's what I put. I Google what makes a great story. And here's what it says. Every story might have a unique combination of characters. You might say, my family is a unique set of characters. Right? Set, a unique set of characters, setting, plot, conflict, and theme, but every story can also fit into one of the seven plot types. Did you know there's seven plot types to a story? Okay, here are the seven plot types. Comedy, tragedy, overcoming the monster, rags to riches, the quest, the voyage, and the return, and rebirth. And I thought, those are all in the Bible. And a lot of people, well, there's not any comedy in the Bible. Hey, there's some comedy. Just look for it. I mean, really, when, when, when uh, the, all the prophets were called on Baal, come, come on, show up, Baal, oh, show up, Baal. And Elijah says, well, where's your prophet? Is he on the toilet? <laughs> That's what he said. Is he on vacation? Where is he? He must be on the toilet. Go get him. <laughs> I think that's funny. <laughs> I think a donkey talking is funny. Donkey, you know? There's some humor in the Bible, but there's not a whole lot of humor in the Bible. Uh, but the Bible says that laughter is a good medicine. So there, the, God, he's, he's all for us smiling and having humor and laughing. There's also plenty of tragedy in the Bible, right? Lots of tragedy in the Bible. Lots of, lot of stories about tragedy. Or There's a lot of stories about overcoming the monster or the enemy. That's Satan. Uh, there's a rags to riches stories. That's coming from darkness to the light. There's a rags to see. Your story is a rags to riches story if you know Jesus Christ. And I don't care how much money you got in the bank, but if you know Jesus Christ, you're walking in the light. You're not in the dark anymore. You've overcome the monster. Amen. See what your story, how interesting your story is getting. You didn't even know it. And you're on this journey of life, or as my brother-in-law used to say, you were on an adventure in this life with Jesus Christ. And hopefully, you found the last part of those plots, which is rebirth. You've been, reborn, you've been born again into the kingdom of God. And one day, if the Lord tarries and he doesn't come back and rapture us out, you will be born again, again into the kingdom. You'll be born into heaven. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So you're going to be born again someday unless he's raptured you out. Okay? Are y'all with me this morning? So all these stories, uh, of all these stories and talking about all these stories, I had to think, all right, who's the first kickoff story for 2023? And I had to think, and you know, y'all know I love to preach about from the apostle Paul in his writing. So if you have your Bibles, go to Philippians chapter 3. Got five whole points this morning. Philippians chapter 3. And I'm be re- I'll, be, I'll be reading. I will be reading from the Passion Translation. You be listening, okay? Okay. Light. Philippians 3 verse 5. The example of Paul. I was born a true Hebrew. This He's talking about his past, okay? 
I was born a true Hebrew of the heritage of Israel as the son of a Jewish man from the tribe of Benjamin. I was circumcised eight days after my... He could have wrapped this, you know. I was circumcised eight days after my birth and was raised in the strict tradition of Orthodox Judaism, living a separated and devout life as a Pharisee and concerning the righteousness of the Torah. No one surpassed me. <laughs> Woo, that rhymes. I was without a peer. Furthermore, as a fiery defender of the truth, I persecuted the Messianic believers with religious zeal. He's saying, look who I was. Listen, if you ever get pulled over by a police officer, don't, go, don't do the things celebrities do. Do you know who I am? Well, you know what they'll say to you? Yeah, I know who you are. You are a man with a ticket. <laughs> You're a man that might be going to jail. He, he was saying, this is my pedigree. But he was saying in the context of this is my past, this is who I was. Now, you look at that and go, wow, these are, these are pretty cool things. He's talking about his past. He, he says, these are, you know, you look at it. He was a, from the house of, uh, of Benjamin, from the tribe of Benjamin. He was a Pharisee. Man, he had the degree. He had the, he had the, 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 the pedigree. He had the, the diploma on the wall. He had been through rabbinical school. He knew the word of God. He had all of these credentials. And he says, this is who I was. And you can tell me all about your story and your past, but up until you come to Jesus, it's just your past. And it ain't going to get you anywhere. It won't get you in the door to heaven being a Hebrew of Hebrews. It won't get you in the door of heaven because you've graduated from a college or you went to high school or you, got, you married a rich girl. It don't, it, that will not get you anywhere. So he's talking about his past. He's talking about his good past. And at the end of that, he says he talks about his bad past. He said, furthermore, as a fiery defender of the truth, I persecuted the messianic believers with religious zeal. He actually would get a, he would get a certificate. He would get a document that said, you can go arrest so-and-so because they are claiming to be Christians. And that's what happened to him when he was going to Damascus to arrest Christians. God met him there and changed his destiny. He changed his story. Right? So God is man, he, I don't care what your past is today. You may be the worst of the worst of the worst. You may have been in prison for 30 years. You may have been the worst drug dealer. You may have had three, you may have been a divorce 10 times. It doesn't matter about your past with God. He, what matters with God is who you are right now, where you are right now. I mean, we walk through life and there's many times in our life we are, we are faithless church. Do you remember the times that God showed up when you were faithless? He says this in, in 2 Timothy uh, uh, 2, 13. He says, but even if we are faithless, he will still be full of faith, for he never wavers in his faithfulness to us. Whew, that is a thank you. Y'all go ahead and thank him for that. How many of you can look back on 2022 and see God's hand in your life? When you, maybe it was in, a, in a, a way that you had made a decision and God said, no, 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 no. And you listened to him and you averted disaster. Yeah. Or maybe you didn't listen to him and you walked into disaster and God says, I still got you. Right? Because he says, even when you're not walking in faith, he said, I'm going to be faithful. I am not going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. That's faithfulness. Yeah. And listen, that gets us through a lot of days, doesn't it? When you feel like, you're at the bottom of the bottom. You, you feel like that every decision you have made has been the wrong decision. You failed at this. You failed at that. And God says, that's okay. 
I have not let go of you. I have not given up on you. See, some of us give up on ourselves, but listen, God won't give up on you because you're his child and he loves you. So this morning, some of you, you may feel like 2022 was, was a, a disaster, and it might have been in the eyes of the world, but God says, I have got you. Listen, we've got a new day today. Start getting up. So wash your face. Get ready for the day. Get ready for the year. I've got something incredible in store for you. Just listen to me. Follow my voice. Follow my voice. Verse 7 says, yet all, yet all of the accomplishments that I once took credit for, I've now forsaken them, and I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of expressing or experiencing Jesus Christ as my Lord. To truly know him, say this, to truly know him, him. meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of poop. I said poop because my grandson, you ever, you ever, you ever have a, a kid that get fixated on one word? We had him here for Christmas. Poop was his word. We're going to have a poop birthday. We're going to have a poop pinata. I mean, everything was poop. We'd say, quit saying poop. And then I open the scriptures, and he's talking about manure, (laughs) which is poop, right? It's all like a pile of poop or manure to me now, Paul says, so that I may be enriched in the the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. So Paul says, I've been talking about my past. I'm telling you about my past, but let me tell you about my present. Let me tell you where I am now. He says, let me, let me tell you who I am in Christ now. See, today is a new day for you. And if you've been walking in your old identity today, say, old identity, I bury you. I'm walking in my new identity. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I'm a child of the Most High God. I'm an heir of God. I, all things God, is, he's, he's done everything for me. He's got a way for me. He's got a, he's got a road for me to walk. He's got, he's got prosperity in my future. And he's just asking you to partner with him. Get into the place of your identity today, church. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. Say, I'm a new person. Are you enfolded in Christ? Is Christ in you? Then you are a new person. Well, I don't feel new, Pastor. I don't care what you feel. Man, if we can get past our feelings. I mean, feelings are okay, especially if you feel good. But sometimes we don't, feel, we don't feel so good. You get out of bed in the morning at 70 now, and you get out of bed, and sometimes I don't feel so good. Then all I got to do, I can get out of bed and go, oh, this is going to be a horrible day. I feel terrible. I don't, want, I don't know if I don't want I just don't want to get back in bed. Or I can get out of bed and go, you know what? This is a new day. I may not feel good, but God, you're with me. You're my healer. You're, uh, you restored me. And you, 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 you radically saved me from dying. And so I'm going to get up and praise God. And you can, you can choose that. You can choose that. Some of you chose this morning, like and that, that alarm went off. You're like, whew. I wish I would have stayed up to 1.30. But you know what you did? Because I see you here. You said, I'm getting up. I'm going to church. I'm going to the house of the Lord. There may be a miracle for me today. There may be a miracle for you today. But you know what? You probably weren't going to get it sitting at home watching some kind of news show or watching an old rerun or something. You had to get up. You had to get your clothes on. You had to drive here or walk here or fly here or however you got here. You had to get here today to be in the presence of God so God could do something in your life. 
That's a good one over there. I like that hallelujah. Texans say hallelujah, but uh, hallelujah works too. Today's a new day. You've already heard it. Many people standing up here. It's the beginning of a new year. Today's the day of salvation. Somebody needs to get saved today. Can't imagine a better way to start than 2023 than changing my destiny from hell to heaven. Woo! Wouldn't that be good? All right, let's go. Move on to verse 9. You know why I like the Passion Translation? Because they use the word passion a lot. He said, Paul says, my passion, say my passion. My passion is to be consumed with him and not cling to my own righteousness based in keeping the written law. What Paul was saying is, I can't keep the law. I can't do it. But I thank God for his righteousness that covers me. That's what he's saying here. My only righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. Ooh, that was weak, church. I, will con- I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. My wife said this year, I'm just, she's fixated on the word wonder. Ezra's talking about poop. My wife's talking about wonder. <clears throat> I'm going to go with wonder. Some of us need to get back to that place. Oh, God. I don't even know what's going to happen today, but I I wonder what you're going to do. But you're the God of wonders. You're the God of wonders. He's mysterious. Don't you want to find out about him? Don't don't you want to get to know him a little bit more? The mysteries? See, up until until Jesus Christ came and died on the cross, it was was mysterious. There's this plan for the Gentiles. How how, how are the Gentiles going to get in? It was was mysterious. And and then the way was made known to the Gentiles. Paul was one of the instrumental uh, apostles in taking the the word of God and the, the message of salvation to the Gentiles and revealing the mystery to them. See, a lot of us, we, we've, we've, come to a certain place in our Christian walk and we just kind of sat there. We've kind of come to that place where ah, I'm pretty good. You know, this year is probably going to be a lot like last year. And you don't have any expectation for the new year because you've forgotten about the God of wonder. You forgot about the God of miracles. You forgot about the God that can do anything. He can do the impossible. So I don't, this is the challenge this next year. Start believing for more than you believe for in 2022. You know, I was diagnosed with Crohn's at two, and when I was 13 years of age, and as far as I know, I'm still battling that, that, that ugly disease, and I'm telling you, I still believe that God is going to heal me totally. But listen, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm still believing that God is the healer. He is the miracle-working God. We have prayed for people, and we've seen people die, but I believe that God is still the God of resurrection power. I believe that, that God is still the God that raises the dead. I'm, I believe that God is still the one that gives sight to the blind and gives, raises, raises the the lame person. I still believe that. Don't always see it, but I believe it because I'm, he's a wonderful God. We got to get back to that place of wonder. 
says, I will be one with him in his sufferings and become like him in death. Paul was saying, I don't care what I've got to go through. I am going to be, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to lift high the, the name of Jesus. And he went through some things. He's writing this one from jail. How can, a, how can a man write from jail, rejoice in the Lord always? And again, I say rejoice unless he's got something in him that other people around him didn't have. Can you imagine? People are listening to this guy, and they're, he's talking about the, what he's writing. He's telling them about Jesus, and he's sitting there in jail. There, there's, the jailers are coming up like, why are you so happy? What is wrong with you, man? We're not, you're eating slop. You're in this dark, dungy place. It, there's probably black mold in here, and all these people around you, are, uh, you know, they're all criminals. How can you sit there and say, rejoice in the Lord always? And again, I say rejoice because he had something different in him. He knew who he was in Jesus Christ. He wasn't living out of his past. He was living in his identity of Jesus Christ. And he was passionate about it. Only then will I be able to experience complete oneness with him in his resurrection from the realm of death. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion. Say passion. I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me to make me his own. Man, he knew I've got a destiny. I've got a purpose. See, you're no different than Paul. Oh, he was a great man. He was sold out to Jesus. He was a human being. He had no more ability to get into the presence of God than you do. He had no more ability to live the life that he had than you do because Holy Spirit lives in you. Holy Spirit works in you. Holy Spirit empowers you to do the impossible. We always look at people like Paul, and I do too. I said, man, that guy was a great that man. He was faithful. But listen, God says you're faithful too. You can be faithful too. You might go to prison. You can preach in prison. You can tell people about Jesus on the job. You can tell people about Jesus in your family, especially at Christmas when that's when the most chaos takes place in many families. You can stand up for Christ. Amen? Amen. Oh, I don't know. You don't know my uncle. <laughs> Was he worse than a prison guard? Oh, maybe. <laughs> so the third thing I want you to get a, just get a grasp of is your Thinking about your story for 2023 is, are you passionate? Are you passionate? See, you were passionate about some things last year. There's good passions and there's bad passions. You're passionate about good things and you can be passionate about bad things. If you're passionate about bad things, it can lead you off the path of your purpose. Did you know that? You can get passionate about the wrong things, and they can even be good things. But in the process of being passionate about, let's just say your family, you can get off your course with Christ because you put your family in front of him. Oh, but pastor, no, you can put your wife in front of your, in front of God, men, women, you can put your husband in front of God. You can make him your idol. You can make ministry, idol. you can make anything an idol. You can be passionate about anything and it may look like a good thing, but if it's, if it supplants your passion for Jesus Christ and there's a problem, there's a problem. Paul knew what, where his passions had to lie. It's time to get back to longing to know who Jesus is and the wonders of who he is, experience him this, year, this, this coming year. Verse 13, Paul says, I don't depend on my own strength. Woo, we can just stop right there. I don't depend on my own strength. That gets us in trouble, doesn't it? I depend on my own strength. 
I depend on me. If I don't get it done, it ain't going to get done. You know anybody like that? If, it ain't, if it's going to get done, it's got to be, I got to get this thing done. And they leave Jesus out of the whole equation. And so he says, Paul says, he, he, this is a great truth here you need to grab hold of. He says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. The fourth thing I want you to see this morning is your pursuit. Your pursuit. He said it's like a race. We talked about this in, in a few weeks ago when we preached on the journey, the joy, uh, joy in the journey about running your race. It's a marathon race. It's not a sprint. We understand that. You have to pace yourself, but you have to keep your eyes fixed on the prize, right? Who's the prize? Jesus Christ. So if you're running a race, how, how many of you watch uh, Olympics or you go to any of these uh, races or you go, to the, uh, watch any, you go to high school and you watch your kids run? You know, at the finish line, what do they have at the finish line? A tape, right? Anybody? Tape. Say tape. tape. Well, wake those people up that stayed up late. <laughs> tape. What? Tape. Yes. Is it over? <laughs> that was a good message. Uh-huh. Tell me about it, honey. I'll tell you later. There's, just a, there's a finish line to every race. And this word, I did a little researching in the New King James. You know, it says, I press forward to, to get the prize. It's, it's like that person that's running the, the race and that the tape is right there. Have you ever seen them lunge at the finish line? Have you ever seen them? They're just like, and they just lean oh, as far as they, they want to get their chest out as far as they can. They, get to the, they want to break that. They want to they stretch their bodies out. And God says, are you willing, in 2023, he said this, are you willing to stretch your faith? Are you willing to stretch your faith this coming year? Oh, Lord Jesus, I'm, I'm okay. You're okay. I'm okay. Everything's okay. I think I'll just stay where I am. Guess what? He'll let you stay there. He'll let you stay in that race, and, and you can just plod along all you want to while other, other people are pursuing God. They're shoo, 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 shoo. And you're just running past you. You, he, you can stay there. But I want to tell you, if you want to enjoy the journey, if you want to enjoy the adventure, you've got to get in the race, and you've got to get in there to run it for the kingdom of God. You've got to be stretching your faith. That's belie- you know what stretching your faith means? You believe for things that you haven't believed for before. Stretch it out by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. That's a, he, the, the hall of faith is always by faith they did this. By faith they did that. They've stretched their faith. They believe God when he said something. Sarah, you're, you're old, but you're going to have a baby. I ain't no way I can have a baby. There's some humor right there. So she started laughing. Yeah, I can't have a baby. I'm not 90 years old. What are you talking about? But they had to stretch their faith. Every time God gave somebody a directive, go, go, to, the, go, to, the, go to the water, go to, and just step in it, and the water will part. Will you, how many people are going to go if, step into the concho and think the water is going to recede and be dry? You have to stretch your faith. See, when you stretch your faith, that's saying, I believe that God is a healer. I believe that God's got a job for me. I believe that he's got a soulmate for me. I believe that, that I can get through this, whatever this trial, this tribulation is. I see a victory. I see a victory.
Paul was writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, and he was telling him, there's a lot of things that can trip you up, Timothy. There's a lot of sins that you can fall into. But he said to Timothy, but you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue. Say pursue. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you are also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Your confession is your story. Amen. Your confession is your story. Confessing who you are, who you are in Christ, that's your story. You want your story in 2023 to change? Do you? Then make Christ your pursuit. Put him back where he belongs as first. Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. All these things shall be added to you. Verse 15. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together to reach the victory prize following one path with one passion. Don't you love that? Let's follow one path with one passion as we pursue Christ. One purpose, one passion, one path. The last thing I want you to see is that we have to have a plan. You know, when you're going to write a story, you have to have a plan. Anybody here ever, ever read a, 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 written a book? Did you have to have a plan? Or you just start writing? Like, I, don't, I don't know. I got up this morning, I got a cup of coffee. <laughs> no. no, you had to have a plot. You had an idea of what you were going to do, and you had to plan it out. As many people said, Harold, you and Mary Lou need to write a book. And I've started it. It's got like 12 chapters. I started a plan, but I haven't gotten much further than a few stories. And we got, God's given us an incredibly awesome bunch of stories. And someday maybe I'll do that. But if you're going to write a book, you need to have a plan. So if you're writing the story of your life, you need to have a plan, don't you? And so here's part of the plan. He says, therefore, let as many as are mature have this mind. That's in the New King James Version. And he says, oh, if, you have, if you're fully mature, have this same passion or this same mind. It starts with, and this is where it's got to start, church, for your next year and for this year. It's got to start with repentance. It's got to start with a change of mind. It's got to change of mindset. It's got to, you know, you've got to be renewed in your mind. So this morning, that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Renew your mind. What you thought about last year with the failures, renew your mind. What you think about Jesus, maybe you're just... You're like, uh, I'm okay. I don't think I need to grow anymore. You need a renewed mind because he wants you to be fully mature. You don't get fully mature until you die. Did you know that? We don't reach our goal until we die, until we go to be with Jesus. All that time before then, we're still in this journey, church. We're still pursuing him. We're still, we're still should be passionate about what God has for us. So we've got to have a plan if we're going to get to where God wants us to get. Now, some of you, some of you, you've had a great year, and you're pursuing God, and you're doing everything that the Bible said for you to do, and you're moving into this year like guns blazing, man. You're going after God with everything you have, but not all of you. And he says here, he said, he said some, some of you have got this mindset, but not everybody, but he says, God will reveal it to them even. So that's what I'm praying this morning, that God will reveal his plan for you in this coming year. Are you willing to receive that? God will reveal to you the plan he has for your life this year, if you're willing. And I want to tell you, prayer and fasting are the best ways you can get to the place of finding out God's plan for your life for this year. Prayer and fasting. Not just prayer, not just fasting, but prayer and fasting. Now, I'm not calling it a corporate fast. Uh, 
And there's a lot of reasons I'm not, but for one, God didn't tell me to do that. But here's what I will tell you. The Bible says if you are, if, you, if you're pursuing something, if you really want to see God move in your life, you will pray and you will fast. Some of you know there's a prodigal in your family, but you haven't prayed or fasted for them. Some of you know that you're stuck. You don't need the word of God. Doesn't, it doesn't come alive in you anymore, and, but you're not praying and you're not fasting and saying, God, I want, I want more. I want to understand. I want to hear you better. And so prayer and fasting is a way of getting clarity to hear what God has to say to you. And listen, and fasting is not doing away with social media. Oh, I'm just fasting from Facebook. That's not fasting. That's doing away with Facebook. Fasting, it means not eating. That's really all it means is not to eat. And we like to eat, right? So if, if you're really serious about your journey, your story even changing in 2023, you'll ask God, God, what should I do? And he may say to you, you need to give up such and such. You need to quit eating this meal. You, mean, you, you might need three days of fasting. You mean, whatever God tells you to do, that's what you should do. But here's the thing. God says, Jesus says this in Scripture. He says, listen, don't go around bragging that you're fasting. Hey, how, how you doing? Oh, man. I've been fasting with two minutes. <laughs> I missed breakfast this morning. Help me, Jesus. I missed breakfast. I'm, I'm planning to go without lunch. I don't know if I can make it. You know? Oh, you look bad. Well, I mean, whew, man, if you only knew. No, he says, get up, take a shower. I'm going to paraphrase this. Put your cologne on, put your nice clothes on, and go about your day. Hold your head up and say, look. Somebody asks you, well, how's it going? God is good. God is good. And let God reveal some things to you this coming year that maybe you've never heard him speak to you before because you weren't willing to give up some things for him. That way, if it's, if, if it's a corporate fast, sometimes the enemy will use that as condemnation. How are you doing on your fast? Well, I messed up three days ago. Oh, man. <laughs> now, this is between you and God. Corporate fasts are great, and I know some people are doing a corporate fast here. That is awesome. But I'm telling you, individual fasting is going to be something that will bring breakthrough in your life this year. Amen? Amen. So will y'all consider that? (laughs) Maybe we need to call a corporate fast. (laughs) And we'll check up on you. We'll put cameras in your house, uh, right by your refrigerator. In your car, drive through. Don't you stop there. <laughs> we'll buy every person in every drive through. We'll, we'll buy off everybody that you, when you go to order a meal. And you, Hi, I'm here. I'm going to order a Big Mac. Uh, aren't you from Freedom Fellowship? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Just keep on driving. <laughs> that might help us, you know. Just wanted a Big Mac. <laughs> Give me a water. I'll take a water. Okay, you can have a water, sir. But, you know, if we're going to get serious about where God's taking us, that's going to be part of our journey. It really is. If we're going to pursue him with passion, if we're really going to want to hear his voice, he's going to ask you to give up some things, to do some things, to change some mindsets, to forgive some people. To repent. You know, this is no, even the world thinks, hey, we should have New Year's resolutions. 
And exercise is good and eating right is good. All those things are good. There's nothing wrong with those things. But if you can exercise till the cows come home, but if you hate your brother, you're in trouble. You can, eat the, you can eat the Daniel fast all day long, but if you have unforgiveness toward somebody, it ain't going to help you. You're, your stomach will still be messed up. Sure gets quiet when I start talking about fasting. Forgiveness. Stand up. Purpose in your heart to drink more water in 2023. Okay, you've written your story up to now. So let's write a sequel. Let's write a good sequel. Okay? Let's make this year going to be, wow, I'm so excited about writing the story that God has mapped out for me. There are going to be some comedy in it. There might be a little tragedy. There might be some conflict. But listen, there's a rebirth. There's restoration, there's healing, there's signs and wonders and miracles in this journey this year. Because we serve a wonder-working God. 